This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, it's a goal! Mike Rennie's foul! Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! I will win this league anyway. Richard, he's hit it. It's Cradley! Tony Doyle strikes again. And a brilliant goal from Harry McCurdy! summer schedule that never was yet another episode with not much updates but plenty of opinions joining me for this one first of all is terry hello terry hello rich do you remember exactly one week ago when i was reveling in my peace and quiet oh how how was that how, how did what happened afterwards I just i think it was literally like 12 hours <laughs> well i've been i've been going to a skeleton episode of a schedule of one a week which has yet to happen i think i'm averaging at 3 so and there'll be another one to follow i'm sure ho hum never a dull moment as people revel in i don't understand why give me dull all day long dave you're also on the pod hello do you do you yearn for a dull moment sir yes every single day do you remember 48 hours ago when i said everything will be fine as long as ben chorley stays yeah i kind of stitched you up on that didn't i (laughs) yeah but we'll we'll move past that yeah okay you got it was nice that you know it's always a good sort of warm-up to make sure people are listening because uh you did get messages in relation to those quotes didn't you so yeah ho-hum the most important news of the last few days is well without doubt friendlies are being announced and they're mostly quite interesting ones so Melchion Town we start and then we go to Supermarine then we go to Woking then Eastleigh and then heartbreak for Steve and Jonah because there's two games on the same day 
on the 23rd of July, one at home to Cardiff and one away to Worthing. Terry, I'm going to probably go to Melksham and Woking. Are you planning any? No. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not if Graham Hicks is assistant manager. Uh, oh, well, yes, we'll get to that. Dave, you're not going to any, are you? Uh, I am. I've got my tickets for Melksham away already. It's becoming a bit good of a, value. Bit of a habit that is. Three years on the trot, so that'll be good. And um, I'll see you there. I wonder out of um, Stephen Jonah, who's drawing the short straw and has to deal with a load of Welsh people. <laughs> right. Let's let's have some updates um, of opinions. Ben Garner still hasn't left. It's kind of like everything is working towards replacing Ben Garner, but Ben Garner at time of recording quarter past eight on Tuesday evening of the 31st because I just know halfway through the edit it will be announced or something like that. Terry, is there any way back for Ben Garner now? I know it's sort of a, a daft question because he's contracted and if it falls through, you know, it's going to happen. We talked about this, but it's been six days. So I think I'm in a bit of a minority here where, um, A, I really hope Ben Garner doesn't leave for Charlton and B, if he doesn't, then I am very, very much of the opinion that we just get on with life and and get cracking again. Unfortunately, I think I think um, there's enough noise and, en- and enough and enough uh, creditable reporting to suggest this is this is happening. Um, so we shall see. But yeah, I mean, if it doesn't, and like I said, I'd love it to not. I'd love it to not happen. Then of course you just you just get on you just get on with the project. Put, the, put out a, a wishy-washy statement about how, you know, we, we never stand in the way of, of, of an individual progressing. We gave him permission to talk. It didn't work out for all parties. We go again. Simple as that. Let's go. With the Chorley news, it makes that even easier, doesn't it? Because you lose Chorley, but you you keep Garner, and that's that's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, look, any, any continuity. I, I, I do find, I, I feel like League 2 particularly... Um, fans almost fetishise continuity Um, I really couldn't care less every club at this level rebuilds every summer Um, everybody gets a one or two year deal and if someone's crap the whole fan base want him out so I I, I find the fetishisation of continuity and and stability in the footballing side of the business a little bit sort of hypocritical in the same way that um, I really hate it when fans hate other clubs coming in for their players, but want their club to go in for other players. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just very, very peculiar. So look, it, it, pff, stability, yeah, okay, great. If Chorley stays around, the only reason I'm happy, sorry, the only if Ghana stays around, the only reason I'm happy is because we've got a proven track record um, of having a good season last year and everything points to us having a better infrastructure to have an, to have an even better go the coming season. If Ghana chooses to go, then then so be it. I don't think it is an isolated move, as an isolated hire. I don't think it's indicative of of, of a crumbling uh, Swindon Town universe. I agree in relation to players. They come and go, one-year, two-year contracts, completely agree. But in terms of coaching staff and director of football, they don't always come and go in the summer, do they? I mean, I think stability and heaven knows I'm not fetishizing it in my mind but it's always nice that directors of football and managers if they're good stick around no 
I think definitely Ben Chorley, I think, because he that is a strategic role that that and and that is a that is a blow. Um I think football managers, I think managers or head coaches, particularly in the model that that Clem has apparently adopted, aren't strategic roles. Um they're not looking at long term, they're literally looking at today, this week, this season, and getting the best out of the group of players. I think Ben Chorley leaving is a significantly more impactful blow than Ben Garner leaving, let's put it that way. I kind of agree generally on the um, what Terry's saying about Ghana and where he ends up. The only thing I, I'd kind of add to the the impact of Chorley and Ghana leaving at the same time and the stability there. It's just um, we're in we're in such a key period for getting players in through the door and signing contracts and all that, and you just worry that kind of we start again from zero with a new director of football assuming we're still going down that route and a new manager slash head coach and has that put us behind the eight ball a bit on that front I mean we, we managed to pull, build a squad together well enough last year but I mean it's always better to start doing that as early as possible isn't it and it's not going to help if we then have to rip it all up and start again and we're, we can't offer contracts to players and if we might miss out on players etc because we're too busy trying to sort out um, getting the backroom staff in. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening behind the scenes, but I'd be shocked to my core if, you know, the director of football replacement isn't very closely around the club already or already identifying. I don't think there's going to be like a purgatory phase where nothing is happening during these days and and weeks, Dave. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just, any it's, it's disruption at the end of the day, isn't it? So it can't be... It, it, it's a little bit of disruption, even if it is just not not tearing it all up, maybe. But especially especially assuming that um, Ben Chorley was working in notice period as well. Mm. Yeah, true, 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 true. He's got a big handover document. So uh... <laughs> exactly, he's training his replacement. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as we've discussed here on on top of Ben Garnet, maybe going probably is going that Ben Chorley uh, resigned from his role. Um, a very simple press release said that I personally, on behalf of Swindon Town Football Club, would like to thank Ben Chorley for all his hard work, all the hard work he has done. We wish him all the best in his future endeavours. Please bear with us as we continue to strengthen our club ahead of the 22-23 season. Come on, you Reds, Clem Morfuni. This, Terry, sort of rattled the fan base a little bit. We were also focused on whether Charlton were taking Ben Garner and the two Scots that we kind of gone, well, like we discussed in the previous episode, we kind of said, well, as long as we got Ben Chorley, we're all right. And then off he went with no real explanation why, whether he's got a new destination planned or whether his time at Swindon came to a natural conclusion. And we're still yet to find out what's happening there. I mean, we get to find out pretty much anything, Rich, aren't we? Let's be frank. Um Openness and transparency seems to be seems to be working uh, when when certain people choose it to be working and not and not at other times. I think um, on the Ben Chorley thing, there, there, we there were a couple of rumblings in the sort of the days leading up to that announcement, wasn't there? And, and then since then, there's been suggestions online, completely unsubstantiated, that that he had signalled his intent to leave. Um, a couple of weeks ago, which would which would which would obviously play into the notice period um, idea as well. I think, but but look, you can see why a sort of sensitive fan base that is a little bit um, a, a little bit tender with the news that their manager might be leaving 
um, despite the fact that half half of us hide behind the fact that nobody liked Ben Garner anyway. <laughs> is it, 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 we were a little bit vulnerable and a little bit tender. So to then to then be sort of blindsided by Chorley leaving is one thing. I think I I just come back to the communication point. I think you've got to be smart enough to understand and read the discourse. And I'm not I'm not suggesting that any, anybody you know Rob Anger sits down and reads hashtag STFC every single day or listens to our inane musings, but. I think you have to have your finger on the pulse somewhat with your customer base. And I just don't think that that statement was sufficient. It just simply wasn't sufficient. Uh, the, you know, nine words at the end of a at the end of a very cold impersonal statement that says, please bear with us, hashtag C O Y R. Might as well have been <laughs> hashtag raw for all, you know. Mm. Um, it, 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 just, it just it just wasn't it just it was just poor it was just honestly I'm, I look we I'm, I'll get, we'll get pelters for this because there are certain things at this club you're not allowed to question but that 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 statement was insufficient yeah Dave it, it struck me as a a statement of a person that's probably told on a regular basis that the fans all adore you so just put out this and and that will be fine and I think to a degree that is the case but. There is there is a, a growing disdain, and we'll continue that narrative a little bit later, which again we'll probably get a bit of stick for. But you know, there is a segment of the fan base that isn't buying it at the moment. What did you think? Do you agree with Terry in relation to that statement? First off, yeah, hundred um, percent. There is there's growing. It's unease, isn't it? It's unease amongst the fan base with just after after twelve months of general positives and a couple of I'll call them hiccups but nothing to real really suggest that anything was going off the rails and then we have things like um, obviously the managers and the director of football leaving in quick succession and then um, things such as like extending the um, season ticket window and I know people might be overly neurotic about that kind of stuff but when you consider what we've been through as a fan base the last like I don't know, fucking thirty odd years. It's it's natural that we're going to be probably fear the worst and get a bit jumpy and just a, a yeah. The statement didn't go anywhere near far enough in quelling concerns. And I'm sure. I mean, I guess we are at the early stages of this whole upheaval that's going on, and there are opportunities for more details to come out in the next week or coming weeks etc so i won't i'm not going to i'm not going to write off the communication abilities of of um Clem Morfuni at the minute but what was put out yesterday just wasn't really enough at this point in time i don't think we need to know just a bit more detail about what was why 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 is Ben Chorley left what's what's the what's the plans for the for the like re- replacement or recruitment or where are we at that stage um but a general don't worry guys everything's fine trust me bonza let's go come on you reds doesn't really <laughs> yeah and and he was lauded wasn't he ben Chorley, within the club as one of the reasons behind swindon's overachievement if as some would say or just good season but in terms of communication via Official channels, 
I mean, we could have a top 10 of really crazy statements this season, couldn't we, Terry? In in terms of way statements are structured, this is very much on par with what we've we've had. We've had, you know, talks of attacks. We've we've had Karachi updates with every close possible. We've we've had all sorts. It's it's been a funny year for communication. Yes, please just hire a copywriter. Please. Uh, like, <laughs> stop look Clem love him or hate him I'm somewhere in the middle he's done we, we, we made a lot of progress this year in some fields not in others um, stop just copy and pasting his statements onto the website please please stop doing that write some write things that actually communicate with your customers better so and you're right some of the stuff that, the, that they've put out this year as you said ranging from accusations of assault to um uh god i'm trying to think of some of my other some of my other, other favorite bits i think one of my one of the absolute doozies was about how we how the uh club was going to work with the fans organizations to manage the behavior of said fans that was that was one of my uh all-time classics of the season so yeah look it it, it just we 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 did a lot of things great last season communicating is not particularly one of them and before anybody sort of froths froths at the mouth and hashtag open and transparent, um, you know, and, and gives the pod account pelters, which actually please do because it's Dave has to deal with it, not me. Um, there is difference. There's there's a big difference between being open and communicating effectively. They are two completely different things. And currently, we're not communicating effectively. You know, another another great example of this. Why buried on page nine of a of, of an advisory board meeting is there an admission that they're reviewing ticket prices two weeks after announcing ticket prices? Like you can't make information like that hard for people to find. That's not what this is. I, I think there's this general sort of bubble within a lot of aspects of Swindon Town. And I think there is this feeling with the advisory board notes that 20,000 people read those notes. Yeah, and 100%. This... It's, just, it's just assumed that because we put it in there, that's communication, and it's not. Yeah, and and that leads us nicely to the next segment because, you know, it, it, it all this news came out on a Monday, which is really good because the official supports club do their on the sofa with Vic Morgan. So that was an opportunity for things to be discussed, but it wasn't with a member of Swindon Town's payroll, that's for sure. So... Trust STSC co-vice chair James Spencer was one of several members on the panel and he relayed a small statement from owner Clem Morfuni, which was itself relayed to Trust Chair Steve Mighton. So it went from Clem to Steve Mighton to James Spencer. The, the, the main bits were that Clem Morfuni is due to go back to Australia, but he's extended his stay by 10 days because he's working hard to seek replacements and we'll update us as soon as possible. Hopefully within the next seven days, the Jubilee weekend might delay matters because football stops for the Queen. Both Clem and Rob are in great spirits. Few. Um, a message to keep calm. It's being dealt with. The budget isn't being cut. If anything, it will increase. There's no hidden debt. Um, Zavostin said something at the sponsor's dinner, maybe, which might have been taken out of context. I'm not really bothered about the budget and the debt thing. That is just your typical sort of rumour. And finally, speaking of rumours, the Sol Campbell Graham Ricks rumour has been dismissed as rubbish. Colour me shocked, Dave, because Graham Ricks's name has been perennially used as a wind-up name many, many, many times over the years, and it continues to rattle the fan base. So, you know, 
as soon as I see Graham Ricks's name mentioned in something, whether it comes from Alan Nixon, a wind-up account or whatever, I put it to the side because it's always a wind-up. But I guess the point here, what I was saying a moment ago to Terry, was these bubbles, like the supporters club were over the moon because 500 people tuned in. That's not enough. That's just such a small part of the fan base. And then yet again, it comes to, you've got to find the recording, you've got to watch it back. When there are bigger platforms for this information to be relayed. And let's also say, and this is going to be a big talking point, why isn't this being done by Clem Morfooney or somebody high up at Swindon Town? No, exactly that. Why Why are we hearing it from Chinese whispers third hand? And like none of that, like it, the message itself was basically stay calm, hold tight, but it was a more detailed stay calm, hold tight that was put out on the official club website. So I don't see much reason why it couldn't have been expanded in that way. And I think more... I guess problematic is the fact that the trust are being used as the mouthpiece for this. And what does that signify that the trust's role is in relation to the club and its ownership? Um, For me, a supporters trust should be an independent critical evaluator of an owner of a football club and look out and maintain the fans' best interests. And you can have a really great working relationship and sit on advisory boards and give feedback and input and still maintain a level of distance that allows you to critically evaluate what happens to the ownership. But I get the sense, and this is just my reading of it, and the way that things are being managed at the minute, the trust are incredibly involved and incredibly close to the ownership more than I think is necessarily healthy. Um, they tweeted out yesterday the like the detail of stuff that they're involved with and it's like marketing and writing policies and stuff and that's that's too much. <laughs> I'll read out what was said. It was it was mentioned by James Spencer on Twitter. He says um, them and the OSE actually help the club on many fronts in the day-to-day including marketing and digital help, answering emails, writing policies for the club, working with the EFL on fan liaison. The latter point, not exactly an issue there, Terry, but this is insane. Utterly absurd. Utterly absurd. The idea that the trust is helping the club with day-to-day answering emails is absolutely bonkers. Like, it, it, Dave, Dave, has got, Dave has got this bob on. And, and for complete clarity, right, I, I was on the trust board this time last year. Um, I, I know most of the trust board t- t- at some level or another. I think as indiv- I don't have an issue with any single one of those people as individuals. I just think at the moment, the the, the positioning of the various parties is alarming. And it, it, it strikes me that the, 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 the trust is being used by the club as an extension of the club to communicate with the fans. It should be completely the other way around. It should be an extension of the fans to communicate with the club, right? And we and we saw we saw a very very early um, sense of this with the Man City ticket debacle. That's one thing, but to go completely completely all in and get rid of that critical awareness that Dave so eloquently described is really really concerning. But even more concerning that there are people connected with this club 
that have very, very questionable backgrounds. All on record. I'm not, you know, this is all out there for people to go and discover. Um, Zav Austin, for example, the club have addressed this, and, and, and rightly so. And the trust claim to have done due diligence. Brilliant. Share it with the fans. What? Yeah, and if they have, then I've missed it. And I apologise. But the, the the trust and and to some and to some extent, Rich, and you'll know this is a, this is a topic I in, always come back to. The trust and the local media. The 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 absence of good local media is also really hindering us here. But there is nobody asking questions of the club, and that for me, on behalf of the fan base, and that for me is is the role of the trust. The role of the trust is to be completely aligned with the fans and hold the club account on behalf of the fans. And that's just simply not happening. We literally have it verbatim written down that the that the trust is an extension of the club. And that is not a healthy position to be in at all. I, I always get this feeling that when the club are questioned, it's like we're going to present the tough questions, they get the answers, and they don't press further than that. It's just like, you used to be a bad guy. Yes, but I'm reformed now and do this. Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. There's, there's no, there's no questioning, Dave. Is there? No, it's all up front. And you like, like, like Terry touched on with the like the Man City ticket pricing. There wasn't enough done with that. That they they sent there was a um, survey sent out the other week, basically saying, "Are you okay with paying more expensive prices than what the club said they would do three weeks ago?" And that shouldn't even be being sent out <laughs> for fan opinion. It might a firm no. <laughs> Trust does not need to ask that question. The trust needs to sit in the room and go, absolutely not. Because and what the the big risk and the big concern with being seen as being inextricably tied to the club ownership is that things might go south at some point. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying that they're going to. And like Clem's a legitimate businessman and he's built a legitimate business empire. Blah 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 blah. But they might do. Lee Power was. When the when Lee Power won control of the club in a court case from a unpopular wide boy, made big claims about building infrastructure and funded a team to an unlikely playoff run. Like we've not, it's not a million years ago that we were in this kind of situation. And if things do go south with under Clem's ownership and the trust kind of maintaining the position that they're currently in, there's not going to be a supporters trust in the future. And like we need that they're needed as a check and balance and they're not able to do that by (laughs) basically trying to cosplay as a football owner (laughs) there's not much difference either from the the death rattle of the power era bbc understands than i have a small statement from owner clem morfuni you're just replacing you're just replacing bbc with with the with the advisory board aren't you really yeah, it's all it's all it's third hand third hand rumors being leaked through back channels. Right? It doesn't matter who where the back channel comes out of. It's 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 the same thing. <laughs> it's it's not it's not transparent or honest. It's it's sneaky and manipulative. Terry, people will be listening to this going, some people will never be happy. Some people will never be grateful. Just Clem saved the club. We've got our club back onwards and upwards just trust the process why are we so rattled 
So I think it's a really fair question, but what I will say is I think I think I would like to think personally and us as a collection of people and all we are is a collection of fans and friends who talk about the club and record it and put it on Twitter and people very kindly listen, right? So we haven't got ideas above our station. Mm-hmm. I think we've been quite consistent all year in saying we're having loads of fun going to games. The football's great. We're winning games. Oh God, sometimes Ben Garner doesn't do very well but ultimately he's a good guy and we're going places but also there are these other issues that we don't really like and these things are happening right I I think you can listen back to this whole season and I think we've tackled those issues it's not like we're suddenly hitting the panic button um and and having a and having a social media level meltdown I just think it's 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 sad that asking questions like this and, and framing framing things like this automatically get shut down and, and, and you automatically get um get silenced by by the fact that because of where we were last year in uh, quotation marks and because hashtag legacy issues you're not allowed to question things and you're not allowed to challenge things and the trust have given up on challenging and questioning things so it, it, we just we will just if nobody is there being showing critical awareness, then we will just sleepwalk into more issues like this. This whole we haven't even talked about this ticket price raise like three weeks after raising after publishing tickets. It's ridiculous. Uh, so you know, a lot of back office things at our club this year have been really poor. We've we've been brilliant on the pitch. We've 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 had some great days out. We've recruited a great team. We had a good manager. Crowds are up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there are some back office issues and functions that simply were not up to standard. And that is not revisionist. That is just simply a statement of fact. Go back and listen to what we said throughout the season. I don't think as a, as a group, I don't, I don't think as a person, I'm particularly more rattled this week by these issues than I was last week. Just last week, I had a game of football to talk about. And this week, I don't. And this week, our director of football left. So it makes sense that you're going to talk about issues beyond the white lines, right? Um, and, it's, and it makes sense that we're going to dive into some of the more um, the more nitty gritty, less um, less positive, less away day review style content when it's close season. Of course, we're going to talk about these issues. I'm sure we would have, even if Ben Chorley hadn't left. Dave, what do we want? Um, I want a honest and open board ownership who are held to account by a. Supporters, I say I won't say supporters trust in particular because it could be any fan group, but held to account by a fan group who take those opinions on board and who look to enact them in a way that is sustainable for the future of the football club. Um, an ownership level that's um, rid of any kind of secrecy or doubt of any like illegit illegit illegitimacy yeah i got got there in the end illegitimacy um and just improvements in the way that the the club kind of functions in a in a day-to-day role so the i mean like taking the ticket in example as as or taking the ticket in example as an example um the price rise and subsequent price rise is a is a concern but it's not going to matter because most people won't be able to buy one online anyway so like this is an example of the kind of thing like there's a lot structurally that needs to be fixed within this football club and I know that there's a lot overall but hopefully with some good governance and some open and feedback and acceptance of criticism 
we can start we can have a better understanding of what's going on like where we are at developing certain things because i don't think we anyone's any clearer on why the ticketing system's bad or how long it's going to take to fix the ticketing system or why the i mean i'm getting into details here but it's kind of hopefully you get where i'm trying to get yeah, to we've, like the, we've got a whole summer of going down that road i think what what we need in my opinion from the off in terms of what we've experienced over the last 24, 48 hours, is Clem Fooney will happily talk to people on the phone who are fans and stuff, you know, finds its way around the fan base. He needs to do that with with BBC or whoever, whatever media outreach he's out, he wants to talk to, because we need that outreach. There needs to be more from them. We cannot have third hand and it was third hand no matter what they 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 might argue information which is minimal that that cannot continue that is not the job the club went at the greatest of measures to emphasize that the sole purpose of the advisory board was to feed back information from the fans not to act as their you know courier of information you know (laughs) that is not what they're for and they were very very keen to point out that they would not get a place on the board if they want to use terry the 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 trust in that respect then they need to put them on the official board surely yeah a hundred percent and i can't keep saying this enough the 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 fan groups the fan um uh representatives in that advisory board are there to represent the fans they are not there for the club to use to communicate with the fans. That's not what they're there for. And the idea that a ticket price was raised in an advisory board and a fan representative said, oh, we'll think about it, we'll go away and ask everybody what they think, is nuts. It's nuts. And the fact that we're sat here on a Tuesday night discussing the fact that an advisory board member has given been given third-hand information and is being used to communicate that with the wider fan base. And by wider, I mean 500 people on a live Facebook feed. That's hardly a wide fan base, is it? It's just, it's just, it's so, it's so unintelligent. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would, why would you do that? It would have been easier and quicker for, instead of Clem telling Steve Martin, telling James Spencer, telling Vic Morgan on a, fan feed to 500 people that then gets picked up and put on Twitter to a couple more thousand people. It, it, what? Like Clem could have just written two paragraphs, had a copywriter sub it and get it up on the website and, and it had been it had been so much more effective. It just doesn't make any sense. It's unintelligent and it needs to stop. It's just not how you run a business at all. It's just really poor, really poor communication with your customers. And ultimately, people hate being called customers when they're football fans, but that's what we are. We are very engaged, very passionate consumers of a product. And that level of communication and that method of communication just is not good enough. Um, yeah, I was just trying to think of all the instances where they've used the like, supporters groups or the trust or the supporters club to like communicate things out this season. And it's always, always when it's bad or not favourable news, <laughs> thinking it yeah. through. Yeah. So, I mean own it <laughs> like don't don't rely on the goodwill of supporters groups to soften the blow own it it's not the supporters role to massage that messaging and this this is a really good point isn't it terry this is this is where dave's worst case scenario could 
bite the trust on the backside because if you know if the city walls crumble then the trust are left answering the questions aren't they I, I, well i think not only are they left answering the questions i think they they get they get buried under the rubble of the walls and right they can't you can't align yourself so heavily um and and literally admit to being an extension of the club and then and then when you're meant to be holding the club to account and then if the club crumbles around you you don't you don't come back from that you don't come back from that no and we we all love Swindon Town. We're all going to go next season. I've got my season ticket sorted. I, I'm sure you guys, if you're getting season tickets again, are already sorted too. I'm waiting to see the manager is to renew because that's how it works. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I did my direct bank transfer and then Ghana's going. Unbelievable. We might yeah, end up with... Rich, they wouldn't have reconciled it yet. Just cancel <laughs> Oh, that's a different conversation. Over, I was trying. I was trying to end this on a nice note, um, Terry. Well, you know, we're 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 going there, but I think my 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 big concern is that we're just taking everything as oh, okay, and we're we're drifting potentially worst case scenario towards the same mistakes that we made the last time round. And some will be listening, going, "I never made that mistake. I knew Lee Power was was this, that, and the other." But we just seem to be like. It can't possibly happen again. But as one John McGrill once said, it's Swindon Town. Yeah, blind blind faith is dangerous, isn't it? I think so. Terry, thank you very much. Cheers. Dave, thank you. Thank you, bye. Good run by him and now match goal. Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 